When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, we live on the microphone, Chris. I ain't even gonna fuck around with you today. We about to get it in. We gotta talk about this Batman. I'm still debating on if this is gonna be labeled and Anita's never seen. I think it's a big enough movie. We can throw that label on there. Chris, go on and get us into that theme music, man. Yo, you know, I actually, as they're listening to this, it should be. It's not Christmas yet, but this is the last episode before Christmas, and what episode is gonna be? So let's get him into it, Chris. Let's get into this episode 200 or 200, 329, going backwards. Three music. Ooh, with the draw. It's the holiday hustle. It's the holiday hustle. It's the holiday hustle. It's the holiday hustle. Home video hustle. Got the holiday hustle. It's the holiday hustle. It's the holiday hustle. Hustle. What's going on, everybody? I'm Brent. Chris. Anita. And this is the Home Video Hustle, where we do what, Chris? Hustle. Motherfucking hustle. You damn right. And like I tried to say in the beginning of the show, this is episode 329. The Christmas hustle is continuing, and this week, it's my pick. And so you know it ain't going to be none of that shit like they've been talking about, because no, we got to watch Batman. I'm pretty sure this is... Yeah, I think this this is the first Batman movie on the podcast. It took 329 episodes, but we finally got Batman on the show. <laughs> and we're doing them out of order, which I know people love when we do that. But yeah, we haven't done the first one yet, but we're doing the second one. Don't fucking worry about it. The first one should have been a Christmas movie. We would have done it. But it's not. <laughs> so we're watching Batman Returns. I don't care what nobody says. It's a Christmas movie. Wait till we get to my second Patreon pick. Oh, is it more Christmas shit or is it Batman? Batman. Oh, okay. Oh, I think I know what you're talking about. Well, don't spoil it. Don't tell them nothing. <laughs> So episode 329 will be Batman Returns. This came out in 1992, two hours and six minutes long. How much y'all think this cost to make? I mean, you got Tim Burton back in his heyday. Mm-hmm. Throw him, just throw money at him. I'm going I'm to look up the first movie, too, so I can give you them numbers so you can get a little bit of hints. So the first movie cost $48 million and made 411.6. Mm. You know, I'm going to be bold and say... It costs a hundred million. Honey, Anita, what you think? I wasn't paying attention. What does the first one make? <laughs> You're too late. No, tell me. The first one cost forty eight and made four hundred and eleven point six. Oh wow! Yeah, uh, that's what I'm saying. That was a big ass movie. Yeah, I'm gonna say forty eight. This one probably costs more. Huh? So I'll go fifty nine. Fifty nine. I will go. Batman Returns cost $80 million to make. I was going to double it. I should have listened. 
Hey, Chris went a little too high on his. So if the first one was a humongous hit to make $411.6 million, what do you think this made? You think this was his bigger hit? Lesser? About the same what you think? There's controversy behind it. Oh, I'll say three hundred seventy nine mil. Three seventy nine, and then what you think? Mm. So Chris thinks he made less than the first one. Oh, you said the first one made a hundred something. The first one made four hundred and eleven. Oh, four hundred. Four hundred. Oh, I totally missed the nine. Um, I'll go four hundred. Four hundred. Uh, Wrong. This cost eighty and made. $266.8 million at the box office. So it made a lot less than the original movie. Yeah, there's reasons. <laughs> there's definitely reasons we'll get into it. But first, IMDb score is something point one out of 10 with 322,210 people voting. Something point one out of 10. What do you think? 7.1. 7.1, yeah. I was going to say six. Six? Anita is. No! Chris is. 7.1 out of 10. But now the fun ones, folks. Rotten Tomatoes, the critics. Accumulatively out of 100%, do you think the critics like this movie? Is it rotten? No. Okay, I'm going to say 72. 72. I was going to say 75. 75. It's all right because you're both wrong. The critics score for this movie was 81%. It was actually pretty well liked. The audience, accumulatively out of 100%, though, what do you think? I'll give you a hint. One of you were just very close to the audience score. You're only one number off. I won't say who, and I won't say the number. 74? 74, Anita. 76. 76. You're both still. Damn. 73%. Somebody said 72. Chris said 72. I had to fix it. You PJ'd it on that one. But yes, 73% from the audience. So the audience didn't like this as much as the critics did, which does not surprise me. Yeah. Yeah. Like the original one, this was directed by Tim Burton and his starring Michael Keaton, Danny DeVito, Michelle Pfeiffer, Christopher Walken, Michael Goh, Pat Hingle, and Michael Murphy. Chris, just briefly, we ain't got to go deep into it. How you feel about the first movie, the Batman 89 with the Joker? How you feel about that one? I need a refresher on that first one. It's been that long, huh? Yeah, I don't think I've seen it in like probably 10 years. Well, I asked that because, and I'm going to go to Wikipedia and get this out the way now. We're going to talk about unless you got some trivia you looked at. Anything about the making of the movie you want to throw out there before we get into it? I haven't gotten into it. Well, I'm going to tell y'all a little something then. Because of this movie, the first one being such a big hit, as you know, they bumped up the budget. They said we're going to go hard on this, and the marketing campaign was substantial. And there's all kind of merchandise, you know. You can actually go to YouTube and like type in Batman Returns commercials, and it's all kind of different shit they were selling. But even though Batman Returns broke several box office records and earned about $266.8 million worldwide, it failed to replicate the success or longevity of Batman because, again, that made four hundred. This was blamed on a darker tone and violent or sexual elements, which there are a lot more than I remembered because I'm watching this as an older guy now. Alienated family audiences and led to a backlash against marketing partners such as McDonald's because I was talking about that last episode. Probably. Firmly. And yeah, it was backlash because they promoted this film to young children, which is not a film for young children. I told y'all a little bit or something like that. But reviews were critical of its tone and narrative, but more favorable towards the cast, giving near unanimous praise for Pfeiffer's performance as Catwoman. So they loved them from Catwoman. But Mm -hmm. yeah, I mentioned that um, when we were kids. We, Cameron for Christmas one year got the Batman box set had this. I'm sorry. Well, I mean, it had this, had the original one, had the third one. Pretty sure it had Batman and Robin, too. And Batman Returns didn't get much play back in the day. Bars. Because it just, 
I don't know Cameron was just, I guess, icked out by it. Even my grandmother, like, you know, Nanny loved that first Batman movie. She had that tape. We watch it all the time. She did not like this movie. She <laughs> said the Penguin was too gross. So, yeah. well, I also read, too, that one of the reasons why this is so gross and a lot darker in tone is because Tim Burton was given more creative control. And when you give Tim Burton more creative control, this is what the fuck you get. You take the dog off the leash, he ends up biting somebody. Exactly. So, the writer of the first movie, he basically was like, get the fuck out of here. I'm bringing in my writer. And they wrote this. I think the first, the first writer is credited as, like, story credit, but he doesn't get that screenplay credit. He's like, you help write the story, but you ain't write the screenplay, motherfucker. They probably just gave him that just to get, you know, whatever, go away here. We'll put your name in the credits somewhere. You know, you ain't do shit here. There's another funny thing like that with Batman Forever. I'll tell y'all about with one of the Wayans brothers. But when we get to that movie, I'll tell you about that. But yeah, so Batman Returns came out, was not as well loved as the original movie. And to this day, I still don't think, I think it's people like it a little bit more than they used to. Or like when I was growing up, it was like, everybody's like, yeah, but now you hear people like, yeah, I gotta like that movie. But. They're, they're a lot more behind the the new darker nuances of it than they were back then because back then it was like is this marketed for the kids why are you doing that i think it's that like it wasn't since it wasn't as good as the first one people was mad but then it got a little better better once the movies the other two came out and they're like you know what maybe that one wasn't so bad after all <laughs> it didn't kill the franchise like batman and robin did but i don't care I'll spoil that right now. Batman and Robin is better than this movie, in my opinion. <laughs> Let somebody come wish me cancer now on the fucking internet because I said that. I don't care, though. But, yeah, so Batman Returns. You know what? Since she's never seen this before, hey, Nita, how did this movie start? Oh, God, I don't remember. Yes. <laughs> Spirit of PJs among um, us. Um... Oh, I do. Oh, I do. You're in like the little mansion with yes. Oswald's parents. The Cabo Pot Manor. Yeah. I mean, the only thing I really remember, he was in like a cage or something. Well, yeah, when they Duff. first, they had, oh, your boy Pee Wee Herman, Paul Rubens. I was just about to say that. Paul, Paul Rubens plays uh, Father Cobble Pot. That's right. Rest in peace. And you know, funny enough, he came back on the Gotham TV show and it was playing the, the fucking Penguin's dad there too. But that was a weird universe thing. I don't know what's up with that. But he's sitting there staring out a window, and you just hear a bunch of crying and everything in the background. And the doctor and the nurse, they come running out like they're about like holding him up like they about to Earl. And you kind of find out there's a little deformity with this baby. And they ain't liking that shit because the kid is like, I think he yoked up a cat, right? Didn't he eat a cat? Yeah, was it a cat? Uh, yeah, yeah it was a cat. It was a cat. And so they like, man, you know what? Fuck this shit. We throw and throw the baby into the river. What's the thing called? The cradle? The bassinet? What's that shit called? The, yeah, bassinet. They throw the bassinet into the... See, I know words. I know how to use you know? them. I ain't got no kids, so I don't know all this terminology right now. <laughs> but they throw him on his way in the water. He's crying. Chris, let's see if you caught this or not. The, we watched this with the subtitles, and when the penguin is about to fall down into the hole or the waterfall, whatever, it's the subtitle says that he says, Mama! I didn't catch that at didn't all. Catch it, okay, because me and Anita looked at it. She was like, he definitely didn't say Mama, did I'm like, I don't know. I just heard, Unless somebody was a fan of the dinosaur show and they added that little tidbit in there. Mama! Remember the Mama! dinosaur? There you go. <laughs> One of the craziest endings to a show of all time. It's hilarious to me. We killed the dinosaurs. The Ice Age, legitimately in that TV show, spoilers. <laughs> but yeah, you get your opening titles and this is Batman Forever. Chris, how you feeling coming into this movie? Are right, how you, you pumped? You unnerved? Indifferent? I I was pumped, and then I when I first saw Paul Williams, I was like, that was probably 1992 is probably a good ass year for him because he was 
I think he was coming off of was it Pee Wee's Big Top was ninety two Big Top Pee Wee. I thought that was all the eighties. Was nineteen ninety two the year he got caught jerking off in the movie theater? I thought I thought <laughs> the adventure came out in ninety two. Uh, let's find out for you. Let's see. I can't find this. Where's his damn filmography at? He got a big ass Wikipedia page. It took me a minute. Okay. Uh, 1992, he was in this and a movie that Anita is very fond of. And she loved that we just watched recently called Buffy the Vampire Slayer. <laughs> Want to give a quick review of Buffy real fast for the listeners? You ain't got to go that deep into it. But we The did movie? The movie, yeah. Oh, she, you're being sarcastic. Yes. Okay. I was like. She loves the TV show. I love the TV show. Hated the movie. Horrible. Mm. The movie was terrible. I will say, even I said that shit was terrible. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think it makes said- it worse that I've seen the series. If you've seen the series, I feel like it makes it worse because the tone is completely different. I had never the seen the series when we watched the movie. That was my first introduction to Buffy. Yeah. It was, it was, the girl who played Buffy was horrible. Her acting well, was Swanson. Um, it wasn't scary. No, it was a comedy. It was goofy. Yeah. And I like how dark the show is. That's good. I'll watch it one day. One day. It's one of those things where, like, the TV movie pilot to TV shows always suck before the actual TV show pilot comes up. The crazy thing, just to get in the Buffy for a minute, I guess, but the movie was written, I don't remember if it was directed by, but it was definitely written by Joss Whedon, but it was one of those things where the studio interfered a lot. So then he was like, fuck this shit. That's why he went and did the TV shows. I'm going to do it the real way this time. Are you a fan of this? Have you watched the TV show, Chris? It seemed like a show you would like. No? I'm surprised, actually. One of those things that uh, it was not It was before my time. I was in, Before I was into that kind of thing back. Yeah. That was uh, the late 90s, early 2000s. We was watching Pokemon and motherfucking Dexter's Laboratory. Hell yeah. <laughs> but you know what, Chris? Almost, almost our age. I'll say 33 years later, after the credits, apparently. Gotham. <laughs> There's a tree lighting going on. Because like I said, y'all can't deny this. A Christmas, well, it's Christmas all over this damn movie. So they're lighting up the big Christmas tree in town. Gotham City. Exactly. Like people, oh, man, you know the Christmas movie. It's like Die Hard. Isn't the Christmas? I, I dare you to say this ain't a Christmas movie. It's a whole plot point. Plot. <laughs> yeah, man, you, the tree is getting lit up and you get introduced to Chris's namesake, as I told y'all in the last episode. Christopher Walken is playing Max Shrek. Yawn. <laughs> oh, I was like, what? Uh, there you go. There's a lot of, you know, the crazy thing about this, I'll just get into it now before I forget, is I always say I'll talk about it later and then I forget. Christopher, there's a guy playing Christopher Walken's son that is doing a damn good impression of Christopher Walken. It's hilarious. I was laughing every time he talked. Oh boy, Chip. Because he even kind of looks like him slightly. Looks like he could really be his fucking kid, actually. I swear I see him somewhere in, in stuff years later. It looks like it's a, it looks like somebody I know, but I can't replace the face. I don't know who that actor is. I can try and find out for you. This motherfucker, oh, we've talked about this dude before, and he has one of your quotes that you like. The same dude that played Chip in this movie played Zangief in the fucking Street Fighter movie. I knew I knew that face. <laughs> there you go. Change the channel. There, there's the line. And for <laughs> Anita, I haven't gotten to this episode yet, probably, but in Firefly, he plays somebody named Crow. Not T-Robots, just Crow. Do, do you know who the Crow it sounds familiar. Okay. She don't know. And that was a lot of bars. <laughs> I'm scrolling around just to see if there's anything. He was in higher learning. So I got that in there. There's one for me right there. 
A movie that we will watch one day, Hudson Hawk, Chris. I will get y'all to watch Hudson Hawk one day. He's in Black Mass 2. Chris, he was an Iguana. That's who I remember him from. There I'm you go. Black Mass 2. That was a, such a fucking surreal, weird movie. But over at Shrek's, though, they're having big business talk, and they're talking about power plants. They want to build a power plant in Gotham. And there's a woman in the background, the executive assistant or secretary, if you want to be an asshole about it. <laughs> Her name is Selena Kyle. And she speaks up. She's like, hey, I have an idea. And everybody turns and they all look at her like, what? And your man makes her, what's his name? What does he say? He's like, a, oh, I'm sorry. She hasn't been properly broken in yet or something like that. Basically, says, Psy P says what? <laughs> Anita is shaking her head vigorously at this time. I knew he was going to say that. As soon as she says something in a movie at this time in a boardroom full of men, like I was like, he's going to say something. Oh, I thought you made specifically, you knew he was going to say that line. No, but oh. I knew he was going to say something of that, like, oh, woman, stay in your place or something, something like that. Like, I already knew it was coming. He's like, she may talk out loud, but I'll tell you what, she makes a damn good cup of coffee. You'll <laughs> 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 be dead soon, don't worry, folks. He's getting a little bit of a baby come up into here because he goes out to do his little tree lighting speech. And uh, Selena Kyle accidentally forgot to give him his speech notes. So he's out there. He's like, oh, shit. I forgot my notes. He's like, remind me to blame, blame it on that chick later or something like that. And he does like a little bullshit, little speech. Doesn't mean a word of what he's saying. He's easily the bad guy. And it's Christopher Walken. So he knows he's going to probably the bad guy anyway. But in the background, again, because this is Christmas, there's a big ass gift box that's just slowly creeping into view in the background. And out of it jumps a bunch of circus people. You would think the Joker is back in town, but no. This is the Red Triangle crime gang, whatever the fuck he called, clown gang, mm-hmm. whatever the hell it was. Circus people. Circus gang, there you yeah. go. And yeah. they're causing all kind of chaos and ruckus. And they're probably one of my favorite shots of this movie. Is if you, if you think, the more you think about it, the more goofy this scene is. Because your boy Bruce Wayne, sitting, just brooding in his office, no TV on, no music, no nothing. He's just sitting there and he's just waiting for that motherfucking light to shine in his face. Because his whole setup is when the bat signal goes off, he got multiple lights that catch around his place and tilt into his window so that the bat signal is right in his fucking face. So pretty much this just means Bruce Wayne just sits in his bedroom all day waiting on that fucking light. He has no life, folks. I mean, he tried to have a life in the first movie with uh, Mickey Vale. And he speaks on that later in this one, too. I don't like his lack of urgency. What you mean? get up fast enough when that light went off. He had to pose on that ass. I'm like, go. You need the movie shot. If they turn the light on, (laughs) that means that there's something that needs your urgent attention. Anita, we need something called the trailer (laughs) shot. We need him standing in with that Batman pose and the bat signal behind him. Why are you taking so long? The city needs me. Chop, chop. Look at you. <laughs> What's even worse, because when you think about it, he got to go, he got to run down to his little pole, slide down, put the suit on, get in the whip, drive to the motherfucking location. <laughs> exactly. So that means he should have moved faster. He had stuff to do. He'd be like, hey, look, I can't protect y'all motherfuckers 24-7. <laughs> All right, y'all ain't paying me for this shit. I, I didn't like it. I can't just chill and watch motherfucking wrestling in peace or something. Like, damn, bro, I got to keep getting up to come help you motherfuckers. He mm-hmm. might have been practicing his DJing or something, as we'll talk about later. I gotta talk about that. You know I gotta talk about that scene. But yeah, he goes out there and does his thing. He's driving in the Batmobile. And there's it it's not as bad here. It's mainly there's a part that comes up later. Chris can probably elaborate on this a little bit more. There's a lot of people that get pissed off with this movie. Because Batman's whole thing is that he does not kill people. Batman about to kill a lot of motherfuckers, most likely in this scene. One in particular. Because there's that dude, the fire breather gets fucked. What'd you say? Oh, and the muscle man gets fucked. That's later, though. 
Yeah. I made a note of that because that's the one we really going to talk about. But there's a lot of people that do not like that Batman is freely fucking these people up so hard. Well, technically they're talking about this is a this is an alternate universe. No, I mean, we watched The Flash, so we know where this universe ends at at least. Was that weird? Did, did The Flash come to your mind at all when watching this? Because remember, this is the Batman that helped out The Flash in that movie, Michael Keaton. Oh, yeah, no. I didn't even think about it. That movie was that memorable, no. folks. Like the whole time we watching this movie, I'm just in the back of my mind thinking he about to he gonna go out like a sucker one day, <laughs> you know, <laughs> terrible fucking movie. Nobody can do to stop it. Exactly. You want to get nuts, Chris? Let's get nuts. Yeah, I never wanted to think about that movie ever again. Well, I won't talk about it no further then, because <laughs> during the Batman Bill attack, he actually gets out of the car and he saves Selena Kyle from a possible rapist or whatever the fuck going. No, he takes her as a hostage. The rapist comes later. He's just trying to take a hostage. And he shoots his little bat grapple gun at the wall. And he's like, hi, you missed. And he yeets that motherfucking wall and hits him in the back of the dome. And then Selena Kyle gets a few kicks in. That dude was a dumbass. He's like, hey, you missed. Just to get uh, brick-eated in your face. Exactly. Right in the back of the dome. Cracked your cranium, son. <laughs> but then Selena looks down and she's like, what's this? She pulled up that taser. And I do love that she actually tases dude too while he's unconscious. And just to make sure that shit works. Or see how it works. Oh, your boy Shrek is a bitch. Because <laughs> while all this is going down, he went and slid into the alleyways to try and get away. But then he stepped on that sewer grate. And it's like the thing where your kids, when, you know, when we were younger, everybody was scared to walk on those grates on the sidewalk and <laughs> you're going to fall into them. Well, this movie may have been why. Because I saw this at a young age. Because that's exactly what happens to Christopher Walken. His ass slides right down there into the, I won't say Arkham, the Gotham Zoo. It might as well be the fucking Arkham Zoo, actually. <laughs> but it's the, I'm going to say Brooklyn Zoo. Goddamn, it's not ODB. It is the Gotham Zoo. And then you know me and you don't know him. That's right. I got your money. Don't you worry. I said, hey, you introduced to the penguin, Chris. Tell me about the penguin. The penguin is Danny DeVito. Yes. Creepy as shit. Is this perfect casting, Chris? I've heard that thrown around. I thought it was pretty good, actually. I I it's like this is per this is probably perfect and then right underneath it like they can go neck and neck uh the penguin from the batman colin Farrell. Um, i was about to ask that because that man did a 180 transformation you didn't even recognize him it looks nothing like colin Farrell. this looks exactly like danny devito just with some pancake makeup on and squinting probably coming out of his mouth and shit yeah that's right but he's in there his whole thing basically just to get it out the way now he got max down there he says he wants respect he wants his identity. He wants to basically just go to the surface, motherfucker. Like, I'm tired of being down here with penguins all day. He wants to respect. That's right. R-E-S-P-E-K-T. <laughs> respect. He tells him, he's like, hey, man, look, I can get you up to the surface. We're going to concoct a plan. We're going to make the people love you. Don't worry about how, though. We'll figure that out later. Selena <laughs> goes home, and she lives a pretty whack life. She goes home. There's no man there. There's nothing there for her. No, ain't no TV. Ain't really nothing. It's barely an apartment. Small as fuck. Because she does a little thing. She's like, honey, I'm home. And she's like, oh, that's right. I'm not married. Um, I thought her apartment was so cute. I don't even like pink. And I thought it was cute. Ooh, it was very saying. New York. It looked like a, yeah. Yeah. It was like small. Used to spatiate a little Murphy bed. Is that the thing that comes from the wall? Yeah. That's what those are called? I'm pretty sure that's what they're called. Ah, well. I'm like 97% sure. Don't call me on that. We'll Google it. <laughs> I'm trying to see one of them beds all I can think of was the movie You Only Live Twice the James Bond movie where they folded his ass up in one put him against the wall and like lit that motherfucker up yeah Murphy Ben oh there you go gotta get back to James Bond again one day but yeah, yeah. she's at home chilling listening to the answering machine it's her mama saying like hey why ain't you coming home for Christmas where are you at 
And then it's a dude that's like, hey, you know that party we was going to go to? Uh, yeah, nah, we ain't doing that no more. That was Tim Burton. That was Tim Burton on the line? Ah, that's funny. He's like, my th- my therapist told me that I needed to, uh, to be independent. Yeah, I know he said mm-hmm. something about like, get rid of other useless appendages or some shit like that. Yeah. He's rude. Like, yeah, there you go. Very rude. How would you react to Nita to that message? Just break up with me. Why do you have to insult me? Just say, yeah. hey, I think we should go our separate ways. Like, nah, I'm going to go on a trip without you because <laughs> I don't need your useless ass with me no more. Basically, it's what Call you saying. an appendage. Yeah. That's so rude. <laughs> but she's listening to those messages and she gets one from herself that just says, hey, Selena, if you're hearing this, she probably fucked around and forgot to get the Bruce Wayne file. And so she has to go all the way back to work. But she's a little bit too good at that job, though, because she's going to get the paperwork from Bruce Wayne. But then she's digging even further about that power plant stuff and coming to find out it's all a ruse. They're not trying to make power for Gotham. They're trying to siphon. They're trying to jack that power for Gotham. And she gets caught. So she she ain't fronting on him. She's like, hey, man, look, yeah, I know what's going on. And, you know, I ain't going to tell nobody, though. This part annoyed me. Tell me why. And Catwoman was my Michelle Pfeiffer. She was, to me, one of the better parts of this movie. Spoiler alert. Nah, but, that's what they said online, too. Oh, for me. Um, girl, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, I mean, I guess why? the figure she got caught red-handed. So. <laughs> like, because I know Anita did get mad because she was... What'd you say? She, she got shit going on in life, so she just found something to actually talk about with somebody, but you wanted to tell her, shut the fuck up. Yeah, because I was saying Anita got mad because he's like, how'd you get into the, the the closed files? And she's like, oh, well, I figured your password was the name of your dog and I tried it and it worked. And he was like, oh, my gosh, shut up. <laughs> like, even if you did figure it out, you don't have to tell him at every step and how you figured it out and everything else. I don't know. You could have went to the press with this information. You could have done so many other things than put yourself in danger to die. Well, she's she's like goofy. She gullible. I don't know. Maybe she wasn't thinking that far ahead. She's just trying to get up out of there. She's trying not to lose her job. I don't know. She might have been just like one of those people who's lonely who will just talk talk to just be talking to somebody, interaction. I think it would have been better if she went, okay, change this. I'm rewriting the story. Let's do it. Go to the press and someone like sees her or catches her and then he finds out and then he sends someone to murder her mm. and she finds out he goes he does the like stereotypical like murder thing like so so sit me but i'm going to tell you cuz i'm going to kill you anyway mm. but then she really doesn't die and the cats come and save her so is it better that it's not stereotypical here and he just shoves her ass out a window is that less stereotypical i mean it's more bleeding into what's his name's evilness but shrek yeah, thank you. Um, not that Shrek. Not that. I was like, wait, <laughs> brain got so confused right now. Shrek isn't like Donkey. Donkey. Oh, we had to tell people how we recasted the whole Shrek movie. <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. We had to eat Shrek one day. Um, but yeah, I mean, I guess I don't, to me that would have made more sense. What's going on, Chris? I heard you saying something. I said, because Shrek is love. Shrek is life. There you go. Shrek has <laughs> layers, motherfucker. He's <laughs> an onion. have layers. Like an onion. <laughs> we were just talking. I forget how it came. We were talking about Shrek. And I, I, I don't know how the fuck I got into it, but I was like, damn. I was thinking about I was like, damn. I'd be, if that was in that movie, I'd be Shrek. And I was like, damn, that would make PJ Donkey. Then <laughs> 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 I was like, damn, why does that actually work? It works so well. <laughs> That's the dynamic right there. 
Damn, would that make me gingy? Oh, I didn't watch him that far. I don't. Oh, you talked to Gingerbread Man. Yeah. I think he said Ginger. Like, Who's Ginger? <laughs> no, uh, I think because you be Pinocchio. Mm. Well, I don't tell lies. <laughs> mm-hmm. You lying ass boy. <laughs> I said, I mean, Anita got to be the Fiona. Oh, Fiona is a thousand percent my personality. Tiff got to be the dragon. <laughs> Who Justin Timberlake? Is that Andrew? <laughs> Who's Farquaad? That's the one I couldn't remember. Who would oh that be? Oh my gosh, who is Farquaad? Who's your brother? <laughs> oh, I thought you were about to say he's Farquaad. No. Um, I don't know. Shrek didn't have a brother, I don't did he? No. No, I don't Sh- think so. Camera could be Puss in Boots. <laughs> <laughs> I only seen the first two movies, so after that, I don't know any of the characters really. But Those are the integral ones. Okay. I see, I've seen, actually, I've seen three and I've seen pieces of four. They're talking about doing another one at some point. And I said, why? Because of money. Just, same reason why we got Beverly Hills Cop 4 coming out, Chris. Yeah. They have to try. Like, literally just it, no. just it puts in boots on, a, on an actual good uh, <clears throat> a good story. Then you decide to go back into the well with Shrek. Yeah, fuck it. Money. We need money, Chris. Money. People do sequels now. But yeah, fan art, somebody can draw me a Shrek and PJ's donkey. That would be hilarious. But, <laughs> but, I saw a girl with Shrek Crocs on in Target. I'm going to get them for you. Oh, really? They had the ears and everything. I, I understand Shrek. He just want to be left alone in his goddamn swamp. Why everybody just leave everybody? Leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> leave me the fuck alone. Everybody come bothering me. I feel him on that. Batman Forever. Or Batman, fucking Batman Return. He just want to say Batman. I don't he want to say Batman Forever. Because you want your to- Tommy Lee Jones and Jim Carrey. I cannot sanction this buffoonery, Chris. <laughs> People get that reference. But, um, oh, actually, you know, I was going to, I was talking about Girlie. She got shut, like, Chris Walken shoves her out a fucking window. And I don't know why, because it, it looks so fake, but I love the way it's shot when she falls and she, when she pierced through the awnings, the way it's shot with her head jerking. It. I don't know. I liked how they did that shot. It didn't look too fake. I don't know. It looked like she was really falling through, but then she hits the ground. What do y'all think happened right now in this scene with her like being reborn? What happened there? Is she did she did she just like lose her mind? Did she snap? Did the spirit of the cats bite into her fingertips and give her energy? What do y'all think happened here? I think the cats were trying to give her another chance. They were like, "You're a good human. You feed me. You're nice to me. So let me." Let me help you out. Let me give you some lives. They all donated. They all donated a life to her. So that's what you. So you think it's some supernatural shit? What happened? Yeah. Okay, Chris, what you think? It looks. It looked like she turned into a damn zombie with the way that the uh, the makeup and shit went on her. Yeah. And, and I guess they could have. It could have been in the morbid way that they those cats uh, resurrected her and put uh, put like in nine lives inside of her somehow. Just every time, every time she dies in a gruesome way, she loses a life until they're gone. I think she has more than line. I swear there's more than nine times she gets fucked up in this movie, but maybe we'll talk about that later on. But it's funny because I don't know if... I've never actually seen the Catwoman Holly Berry movie all the way through before. But in that movie, they explicitly make it supernatural. Have you ever seen it? 18,000 times. Oh. (laughs) We got a fan Unpopular opinion. I enjoy that movie. I've always enjoyed it. Oh, I've never... That's a best never seen... (laughs) Ooh, I'm about, that's coming up on the podcast next year for sure now. Yeah. 
Oh, that's probably why yeah. she got that idea then, because you've seen that. Well, I was gonna say that's the cast literally breathed life into Holly Berry in that movie, if I remember right. Yeah, no, it's definitely like that in that. But I would think like they licked her, so you know maybe their saliva. They went lick. I thought they would bite. Yeah. Oh, it was biting her finger, huh? Yeah. The saliva. It was the saliva. So cat spit give you nine lives. There are so many cat ladies out there about to have a cat spit on them right now. Jesus Christ. Spit on Spit me, on pussy. Me. <laughs> look, 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 look. I was literally about to say the same thing. <laughs> Great minds, they think alike. There's probably a clip right there. <laughs> but yeah, she gets resurrected pretty much. And she goes back home and she just wilds the fuck out. She's going, she's overpouring milk for the cat. She's slamming shit around. She actually drinks a bunch of the milk herself. She has to answer machine. She's breaking shit, spray painting her own clothes and her house and her dollhouses and everything. But then the most egregious part of this scene to Anita is that she has a leather jacket and she makes a whole suit out of one leather jacket, apparently. Make it make sense. Talk about it. First off, she's in great shape. So no, she doesn't need that much material for this outfit. But there's no way you can make a whole cat suit out of Gloves and everything. And boots. Well, boots maybe she had already. I don't know. But. No, I would give her the boots that are separate. But to think you could make a whole outfit out of enough material for a le- from a leather jacket is outrageous. I don't know. Maybe, maybe we just didn't see the other stuff because Selena Kyle might have been a little freak because she had a whip somewhere. Mm. You ain't sure it's still that whip. She mm. had that already, it seemed like. Mm. She might have... Trivia fact. Uh-oh. About this movie... Um, I think there was a rumor on set that Michelle Pfeiffer that with that that suit was so loud she could barely hear what was going on around her. She was yelling her lines. Yeah. Oh, okay. I just read that one. <laughs> okay, I was like, you're verifying. Did you read that one? <laughs> I read that one. Trivia woman. Tim Burton there. had to keep telling her to like lower her voice. I'm Catwoman. Hear me roar. <laughs> like, yo, shut the fuck up. This fits perfect. <laughs> Well, I can see, yeah, that tight ass rubber. Yeah, I could probably rub it again. Yeah. yeah. Nah, that probably would hurt. Nah, fuck that. Babe, she made that costume though. Rate the car. How you feel about that? You, oh, okay, which costume you prefer? This one or Holly Berry? I don't I can't remember the Holly Berry one off the top. Oh, I'll show that. I'll find okay. a picture. Hold on. <laughs> but I like Michelle Pfeiffer's. I mean, it's cute. It was basically just black pants and a and a um and a, a bikini. That's all it was. A bl- that's all that's all Holly Berry suit was. Oh yeah, and it had the little straps. Yeah, I remember yeah. it now. Now Michelle Pfeiffer's is better. Oh, you like Pfeiffer's? Better. Yeah, okay. that one's a little much. This one? Yeah, that's why. That's why they did it, though. Yeah. Oh, I mean, who wasn't gonna it was, show off it was Holly Berry? Titillation. She yeah. was rocking. She had the little wasn't the wedges, whatever they call those things. On. That is not her. That's a Halloween costume you could buy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what? That's a good Halloween costume. I thought it was the real thing. <laughs> Man, that, that's literally how she looked in the fucking movies. It, it looks like a close enough. <laughs> it looks so, the pants look so horrible. Like you're such a guy. <laughs> it looked good enough. <laughs> no, Michelle Pfeiffer is bad. I like that when. Well, I'm getting ahead of myself. Oh, I'll, right. I'll bring it up later. All right. Well, you say you say. I'd say I do that all the time, and then I forget to bring it back. I know. Okay. Well, I like. Let's get it. When her and Batman were together in a scene, like they just she looked like a little baby bat. Ooh, a big bat. The big bat and the little baby bat. Big bat and baby bat. <laughs> they were cute. They look cute next to bat, bat. The bat and the cat. Bars. Um, I'm a cat. <laughs> just numbered the bat in me, apparently. Hey. The mayor's kid gets snatched. 
And this is all an elaborate ruse by the Penguin to get him into the good graces of the Gotham folks. Already, I can say right now, too, fuck this movie for not making the mayor Billy D. Williams. Like the first movie. That was bullshit. Cause he was supposed to be Two-Face. Oh, yeah. Harvey did. Yeah. Yeah. I think he was mayor in that one, right? He wasn't running. He was the mayor, right? He was running. Oh, he was running. I oh, I guess he lost in you fucking But <laughs> his baby, the mayor's baby gets snatched. And the baby gets, quote unquote, saved by the penguin who brings the kid back up. And everybody's like, oh, he, you know, because he gives a statement on TV. And that's where he's like, oh, you know, I just want to I want to find my parents. And I just want to find my daddy. My daddy. And I want some respect. Put some respect on my name. <laughs> And so they let him into the Hall of Records, and he's supposed to be in there looking for his parents, but he's actually he's writing down a list. He's checking it twice, folks. You don't know what that list is yet, so don't worry about it. But Bruce Wayne is immediately like, I don't trust this motherfucker, which, yeah, I wouldn't either. So he's kind of yeah. watching him. He pulls up outside the Hall of Records, and he's like looking inside there watching him, and Nita seemed to take umbrage with that at one point. That's like a mean mug moment. Batman pulled up outside the records building and was staring at him. He's like, you know, he just saw you pull up in that big ass car. Oh, yeah. I don't think uh. he cared. Batman didn't care. He probably wanted him. Like, I want you to know I'm watching you, motherfucker. Penguin didn't care either, probably. Nah, he's there. He, like I said, he's getting his list. He's checking it twice. And then mm-hmm. they end up showing him actually go to his parents' gravestone. They're both dead as fuck. And they keep calling him Penguin. He's like, I'm not Penguin. I am not the Penguin. I'm a human being. There's a play on that line later. That's why I laughed. I forgot about that. But yeah, he says he's the real name. While all that's going on, you get your first Catwoman sighting out here. Because this is where she stops a racist. A racist. A rapist. <laughs> I mean, he might have been a racist. I don't know. Who knows? He might have been. But yeah, he's talking shit. And it, it's kind of... Well, like I said, they were saying this movie ain't for kids. Because she stops him and she got these little claw fingertips. And she does... She says tic-tac-toe when she slices the fuck out of his face. Where like blood is coming out and everything. And runs him the fuck off. And the girl's like, oh my God, thank you. And then Catwoman scolds her. She's like, look at you with your defenses waiting on Batman to come save you. Get tougher. Get a grip, motherfucker. Be better. Yeah, do better than this. And then hilariously, Chris, she just backflips away. Yeah, it was ridiculous. After she says the line, I am Catwoman, hear me roar. (laughs) And then just backflips, baby. You wouldn't do bad. It was like just a that, little but... corny. It was a little much. Like uh-huh. she could have just ran off. But was... I'm about to say she ain't got like some... old school. It felt like something. It could have been out of the old school, like uh, out of West Batman. Yeah, there you go, man. Like I said, she ain't got smoke pellets. She ain't got grapple guns. She can't just walk away. It's like, no, I got to do something. She could have did a sexy walk away. That would have been better. That's what Holly Berry going to do for you in a few years. <laughs> she does a lot of that, actually. There you go. That's the whole movie. That's why people went to go see. How much did that movie make? I got to know real quick. I won't remember by the time we finally talk about it one day. Catwoman. Who's the guy that plays her love interest in that movie, too? Oh, uh, so Benjamin Bratt. on him. Yes. That's also why I watched that movie. Because I thought he was so cute. Is that why you watched Demolition Man too? I watched it because of you. Hey. <laughs> I had to show our blood in, blood out one day. You could see him being a Latino gangbanger. Ooh. Yeah, it's yeah. three hours long too. Uh, <laughs> Catwoman cost 100 million and made 82.1. Bomb, biggity, bomb, biggity, bomb, bomb, bomb. That's that, crazy. Like, most, one first commercial superhero movie bombs, I think. I don't one know about one that one. The, Superhero movies? I like, like high, high high volume ones because uh, everybody would put their money on Catwoman uh, to be to be actually good. You know, I think. you know which one before that, Chris? Hmm. Batman and Robin. 
<laughs> yeah, that, that, that's, that started the trend. Well, actually, you know and what? then they tried, they tried they tried to use, they tried to climb out of it. It didn't work for a while. Let's look up Batman and Robin the movie and see how much that motherfucking thing did. I went to go see it, so I gave it money as a kid. But you know what? It's technically not a bomb, actually, really, because it said it cost one hundred and sixty. It made two thirty eight. Now, with the marketing involved, maybe it didn't break even. But in terms of just the production and the box office, it didn't bomb. But it bombed mm. with them critics, though. Like, I think it's got like a zero percent on credits or some shit. We will fix that one day. But yeah, so she does her little backflips away and everything. Max Shrek, he's meeting with Bruce Wayne, trying to get Bruce in on his little power plant scheme. And Bruce is like, uh, no. I had my people look into this and he's like, you a crook, motherfucker. And he's like, oh, where? He's like, well, I'll tell you what, bro, you won't fuck with your boy. You know why? Before you can say anything else, Selena Kyle comes into the room. She ain't dead. Chris, tell me about what happened. Well, originally he's like, my uh, my secretary went on, went on a uh, ski trip. And then he's like, and then she... Shows up out of nowhere. He's just like, "Oh, well, did what you got? You hit your head, right? That's why you. That's why you couldn't go, right?" He's just like, "He's just like, oh yeah, it's all. It was all a blur, you know. The whole thing just felt like a felt like a murder. Just mm. like hit, hit, hit out there. Scheme, scheme. <laughs> but, but, yeah. And the whole time this is going on, Bruce Wayne ain't hear nothing. Bruce Wayne just like, God damn." So how you looking at her the mm-hmm. whole time? He like, hey, look, and I can I I'll let you. You want to go out to dinner? You want to do this? And she basically like, hey, maybe maybe next time. Hitting with the master mm-hmm. ace. So they go about their way. All the Chappelle <laughs> show references this week. But back over there with Shrek though. Him and the he goes up to the penguin. Penguin chilling on his little desk, typing out whatever the fuck he doing. He's like, hey, come on, I got a surprise for you. He like, nah, man, I don't like surprises. He like, oh, but look at this fish though. Yeah, yeah, you want this fish, right? So he lets him munch on the fish, eating that shit raw. Mm. And yeah. You like like sushi. That's right. He ODB out here. He is an old dirty bastard too. So there you go. (laughs) Well, you like sushi. You eat fish like that. I do, but it's neatly placed on top of a bed of rice or in some kind of... The little orange pellets that was coming out of his mouth looked like sushi when he was spitting them up all over his lips and there. I know he was slurping it. That's what he was doing. Why are you trying to ruin sushi for me? Because that's what the home video has. <laughs> like, why, why, why? I'm not ruining it. I am amplifying it. Uh, so now every time you go to eat it, you think of the penguin now. <laughs> but he takes him downstairs and come to find out he got a whole mayoral campaign room for him. Oswald Cobblepot for mayor. And he looking in. He let him get dressed up first. He's down there just looking like he in his little lawn johns or some shit with shit stains on his back. <laughs> and he's sitting there like, hey, you know, this is your... I don't know what the fuck the proper name for these people are, but it's like your marketing team and your, you know the the look person, the makeup person, all this type of thing. And she's like, "Oh, we can do this. We can give you." I do love the line. It's like a little quick line, but she's like, "Oh, I got these little gloves for you because she's like our stats show that you know voters love fingers." I didn't laugh. <laughs> that didn't make me laugh because he's got like the little flipper hand thing going on. And then the dude comes up to him and says some fly shit. He's like, "Man, it must not be very many reflective surfaces down there, huh?" And the penguin was like, oh, 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 shit. <laughs> that was so funny. Like, at least my nose ain't gushing blood, though. And I told Anita, look away. I already knew it was coming. I was like, oh. Yeah. That's what he does here, and they do show it. Pause. That was too long of a pause for it to not happen. Yeah, nah. He's like, Whoa, what? He's like what? what does that mean? <laughs> Bitches, they show him bite his nose, and they even show, like, his teeth come down, and they show the blood squirt, like, off the side again. For kids, McDonald's, Happy Meal folks, blood shooting out your nose. <laughs> 
And he's like, and dude's like, oh my god, and your boy Shrek. Exactly. Shrek pulls him to the side, like, hey, bro, come, hey, look, look, I tell you what, this is what we gonna do. He gives him the whole spiel about being the mayor, but your man's ears don't perk up until he says he can get some punani. I think he says unlimited poontang is the phrase. I've never caught that until this viewing that he said that. Because he's mm. looking at the little makeup chick and he's like, oh, I love some of that poontang or something like that. And he's like, hey, man, look, look, you have all kind of poontang if you go through with this plan to be the mayor. And he's what he, at that point, he's like, pussy, pussy, pussy. Oh, I'm there. That's all like I you need. You drive a hard burden. Yeah. I'm he, there. I'm in. So he's about to start running from there. I'm pretty sure, I swear if I remember right. This is actually a fucking plot point from the old Batman 60s TV show with Adam West. I swear the Penguin ran for mayor one time on that show. Um, one of the things that they want to do to make Oswald cop out the mayor, they're going to cause mass hysteria to make it look like the current mayor ain't doing his job because they're actually out of the voting season. He's like, oh, you know, that shit usually goes on in November. It's like late December. He's like, yo, mayor's getting impeached every day, B. You be all right, Oswald. You tough, right? Tough, right? So what they're going to do is cause all kind of mass hysteria. So they got chaos is going on. There's fucking dudes bombing stores or beating up people or doing this and that. But this is where I was talking about right here. Exactly, Bill Murray. <laughs> this is the scene I was talking about, though, because Batman is stepping in to save the day. And what happened here is there's a big ass dude, big buff dude. And he, uh, <laughs> oh, before this, Batman took a bomb off of one of the other bad guys. And the dude is like, come on, punch me. And Batman punches him. He immediately comes right back like, yeah, that wasn't shit, bro. But... You look down at his stomach and he got that bomb strapped to him and that timer is going. Batman, and it's funny, there's a meme or like a gif of Batman. Like, cause there's a quick scene where he like grabs dude and flips him. And I noticed it this time, like when he flips his face, it's kind of like, he like makes this weird ass face that they made into a meme now. And then he throws him into a hole and he blows the fuck up. And this little bit of scene right here has pissed off so many Batman fans because Batman does not kill him. He very blatantly just blew this motherfucker with a bomb. Chris, how you feel about it as a comic book fan? So I, he doesn't kill, but he does save people. You know, he doesn't save bad guys. I, 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 he seemed like he saved some bad guy, or he tried to. He tried to save the Joker in the first movie, but his grip just got lost. Mm-hmm. This is a Batman that's probably that's been blue balled for ages. Ain't got none in a while. He's probably pent up. Is ready to brawl or get some get some ass. That's the case. I feel like it was an accident. I feel like you can't be held accountable for people caught in. It was an accident that he put a bomb on his chest and blew him up? I mean, what what is he supposed to do? Supposed to incapacitate, (laughs) not murder. It was an accident. Oh my God. (laughs) For people again, it doesn't come back up until uh, we get Batman versus Superman when. Well, um, yeah. Ben Affleck Batman was beating the shit out of people, breaking like pretty much putting people in fucking body casts and shit. What's the weird thing about Batman? Is just like, oh, Batman doesn't kill people, but Batman will paralyze the shit out of many people. Batman will beat the fuck out of you and break your damn neck, probably. But it's like technically, I didn't kill you though. Loopholes. Yeah, you know. <laughs> I think he should ask them. He's like, would you like to die or would you like to be paralyzed? Would you like to die today? <laughs> or would you just like a wheelchair? <laughs> like, no, no, you're you're gonna die. Like, is he any better than the Punisher? Really, at the end of the day, like he's punishing people. Like, I mean, he takes him to Arkham Asylum. That's the big difference. Punisher will kill you. He'll take you to Arkham. What? Better tech. Better tech. Better. Well, the Punisher has no tech. But the Punisher has guns. That's the tech. Yeah. <laughs> In a battle van, that's pretty much all he has. Batman does have all the. If you want to go buy gadgets, yes. 
there's a death battle mm-hmm. for you, I guess. Punisher versus Batman. I'm sure it's been done before. I think it's been done before. There you go. Who won? You remember? I think the Edge may have gone to Punisher because he was willing to kill. That's the thing. Yeah, Batman. Was, I'm not going to kill you, Punisher. But then Punisher's like, fuck you. <laughs> it shoots him in the fucking face. Who are your favorite? Who is your favorite comic book character for both of you? Oh, gosh. Mine's is easy. I already know what I was going to say. You know yours. Yeah, it's been the same since I was a kid. To dust off all your books. Exactly. Um, Chris, what about you? Why she thinking? You're more comic book deep. Um, it's got to be between a couple people. Um, Wally West Flash. Mm. He, he gets the deeper stories and shit. Mm. Rather than Barry Allen. Well, they're trying to get Barry stuff, but he was gone for like 20 years for a hot second. So, or, I think he was gone for like years. So the Flash, is there? who's the other person you were talking about then? John Stewart Green Lantern was like a, an idol of mine for a minute. So you just let the Justice got- League, it sound like. <laughs> The, uh, DC does the be- better actual like stories, mm. while Marvel does like the better pomp and circumstance. They get they got the better like big events. Mm-hmm. And then the uh, another uh, it's kind of a three way tie because also I throw in Virgil Hawkins Static Shock. Oh, Static! I was like, who the hell is that Static Shock? Okay, and neither thought of anybody. I know it's gonna be somebody Marvel probably. I mean, yeah, but when I say this, please don't be- come for me. I'm like, I'm not that deep into it. Is it so. Iron Man and Spider-Man? Who is it? <laughs> what base level dude is it going to I be? would pick either Hulk or Wolverine. Oh, that's not bad. That's not bad. Hulk or Wolverine. Though. Yeah. There's no edge tears either one. You like angry motherfuckers. That explains a lot. I mean... That explains a lot. <laughs> you said who? Bro? I said if I had to like... And it's a slight edge, but Wolverine though. Wolverine, Okay. Schnick, schnick. What he needs to do to get the job done. That's right. Mine's a three-way tie. Be Punisher, Batman, and Spider-Man. So I'm giving the base level answers. Fooled you. <laughs> Batman's a little overrated for me, only because you can't really do much. You can't really do much uh, to make him better than what he already is. Mm. You can actually tell stories of the other people that uh, that mentioned. You can have him fuck Batgirl on a rooftop. Oh my gosh. Oh, I thought about that shit. That was bullshit. No, I wouldn't enjoy it. That really happened. That's what I'm saying. That's what I said. Yeah. <laughs> that pissed off that a was, lot of people. That was the opener for... Um, when that Killing Joke? The, the Killing Joke movie, yeah. Yeah. I remember people was pissed about that. <laughs> like, all, the, the adaptation was there. That's all you had to do. But then they added this, tacked on that bullshit for no reason. And I know. We got to show Batman uh, fucking. Like, a, a lovesick back, a lovesick Batgirl... That ends up fucking it. And then she got that spinal, but not from the fucking. <laughs> there you go. We'll watch it. I got the killing Joe. We can't watch that one day. Um, so yeah, where was yeah, I? Yeah. What was I talking about? I don't even remember. I got to look through my notes real fast. Ah, so chaos. Mass confusion going on. Cat, <laughs> while all the chaos is going on outside, Catwoman is inside the Shrek's department store. Just causing all kind of bullshit to go on. She's destroying all the products. Two security guards come out and she sees them and she, they're like, hey man, look, we only get paid $300. She's like, you're overpaid. Get the fuck out. <laughs> and so she does let them leave. And she sets, I think it's a bunch of, uh, what's, what's up? <clears throat> that, the, the lines are like, yo, we only get paid about 300 We only take home about 300 by the end of the year. I'm like, that hurt. You fuck that it. That hurt. It was 1992, so I mean, maybe that went. I don't know. I don't know. I was, was one years cheap old. In 1992, <laughs> <laughs> cheaper it is now. <laughs> for you to have a, for you to have like an apartment, probably. You pay your rent. And that's it. You're done now. Yeah. 
Um, but she puts a bunch of like aerosol spray paint cans or something inside a bunch of microwaves and she bangs out. While that's going on, Batman and the Penguin are outside facing off. And Batman's basically like, man, I know you ain't shit, bruh. You got the city food. You ain't got me food. And while they're having their little face-off, Catwoman just fucking flips into the scene in the background. And she just looks at him. And she's, just, she's posing on the ass. And she just says, meow. And then the fucking building blows up behind her. Meow. And she pieces out. I forget how she gets up out of there. But the Penguin is like, yo, I saw her first. Pulls out his little propeller umbrella and flies up into the sky very slowly batman could have very easily just hit that grapple and pulled his ass right back to the ground if he wanted to if i'm the only one that said i want that umbrella <laughs> ain't look anything to get me out of the car and over traffic i'll take it i'll float around like mary poppins and shit i'm mary poppins y'all Mary's the reference <laughs> i was wondering who was gonna say it first but well the reason he's not really chasing the penguin though is because he's chasing that pussy because he goes after catwoman and they actually get into a fight up on top of the roof. And <laughs> I forget. I didn't realize what the fuck happened until this viewing. I never knew what he threw at her. Because she gets advantage of him because I always laughed at this too. Because he's like blocking all her hits. And finally you can just say, he's like, God damn it. And he backhands the shit out of her. And she falls to the ground. She's like, you can't do that. I'm a woman. He's like, oh. And genuinely, he's like, oh, I'm, I'm sorry. And then she fucks him up. It's like, dumbass. But uh, she, ends up, she flips him off the roof. And I never knew what it, I thought he threw, hit her with water. I didn't never realize until this viewing what it was. But he threw some type of acid on her arm. Because when they show her later, I never realized that's what the bumps on her arm were for when I was a kid. I was like, oh, that's what that was. And she fucked around and found out. And he did too. And definitely. He says a line to her. And it's the second time they fight is one of my favorite. But we'll get to it. But yeah, that helps him get up out of there. And he ends up flipping her onto a... She falls off of the building and goes into a big truck. So it just so happens to be full of kitty litter. Mm-hmm. And that's how that scene ends right there, folks. Oh, I'm like, what is this note I wrote down? Oh, I wrote this note down just because it made me laugh. But back in the campaign headquarters, there's like some little young chick going up to uh, Penguin. And she's like, oh, you're such a good role model for us to have. Or something. He's like, you're such a little hottie for a role model to have. Or some shit like that. He's like, here, let me put this pin on you. And I was always confused about this because the pin is a little kind of, you know, it got the little needle on it. And uh, he's he yeah. goes, like, put it on her. And he like presses it. He doesn't like take the pin off and slide it through, and then he like press. I'm like, how the fuck did that get on there? This is the shit I'm noticing watching okay, this movie. Okay, this folks. is uh, <laughs> I didn't even. Nobody saw this. I just one. He just like pressed it on. Like, how did he like? How did he not jab her titty? Like, I don't know. That's how I wrote the note down. Man, if you watched this movie and thought about that, let me know because I know I ain't the only one. <laughs> I thought about it too, but at first thought I was like, uh, okay. Huh? So it's just Anita not paying attention. It was just there. You go. <laughs> not can I notice other stuff? Well, you know, did you notice this is probably one of this is one of two of my favorite lines in this entire fucking movie? Because he goes back upstairs and dudes are like, "Hey, uh, somebody came to see you. Uh, they're over there." And he goes and sees Catwoman sprawled across the bed. And he says, "Oh, just the pussy I've been looking for." <laughs> and it really hit me watching it this time. There is a lot. Of sexual innuendos in this movie that I'd never caught as a kid because as a kid I wasn't fucking. So I'm like, oh no, and I hadn't seen this. Honestly, God, the last I watched this movie was I hadn't even moved in my apartment yet. I was still living with mom and them, so that's probably like it's been at least 10, 15 years almost, probably. So I watching it and I'm actually taking notes and paying full attention. So I'm like, man, they really I can see why McDonald's was mad, bro. <laughs> like, we can't sell this to kids. Are you fucking crazy? But she's and she's throwing them right back at him. But they're going back and forth about it. They all know we need to stop Batman. And to get his attention to show she ain't fucking around, she gets his little, I don't know what kind of bird this is. This is a bird in the cage. And she puts that shit in her mouth. Mm-hmm. How'd you feel about this bird scene, Anita? Um, 
It was gross. Uh, <laughs> far but I knew exactly what was going to happen. Like, I was like, oh, she's about to, she's a cat. Ha, 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 ha. Did you think she was actually going to eat the cat? Or the eat cat. the bird. Bird, yes. Um, Somebody going to eat the cat. We'll talk about it. But <laughs> I thought she was just going to kill it. I didn't think oh. she was going to, like, attempt to eat it. But I found a trivia. What's up? During the scene, Michelle Pfeiffer had to put a live bird in her mouth. So she went. They for it. had bird puppets on set, but Pfeiffer thought they all looked too fake. Mm. Michelle she Pfeiffer. Acting. <laughs> the commitment, because I would never. I'm telling you, oh, we'll talk about commitment. She's going for it like a motherfucker here because after the, like she does that, she goes, he goes up to her cat and he's like about to shank it with the little umbrella and she lets it go. And she gets back on the bed. The penguin is trying his hardest to get this punani, and she is not letting him. <laughs> and so she says, mm-hmm. somehow, you know, I'm feeling kind of dirty. Well, maybe I'll give myself a bath. And Michelle Pfeiffer starts licking this goddamn rubber and rubbing herself with her spit on her. It, like, she's going for it, folks. <laughs> Probably originally said that line, and, maybe I should give myself a bath. <laughs> <laughs> As she st- start yelling and licking the motherfucking leather. Would you, if you was an actress, would you have done that? I mean, if that was what was asked of me in the role. But I know how you are with, like, washing hands and stuff like that. Would you have licked that rubber? For the right amount of money, yeah. Oh, well, there you go. $80 million (laughs) budget. They're like, we'll give you 10 of this $80 million. Uh, For the right amount of money, yeah. And it's kind of her job. I'll remember this. Uh, uh, Yeah, yeah, remember. Yeah. (laughs) I got $2. (laughs) Can I get a holla? <laughs> I got twenty dollars, but if you nasty, I can make it forty. Nah, I got twenty dollars. <laughs> if you nasty, I can make it twenty-one. <laughs> Rent's yes, cheap. Sir. I believe these prices. Yes. Oh, twenty-one <laughs> is a lot, folks. I can't. I, if I, 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 I'm, I'm glad I ain't lonely and got buy pussy because I would never have none. I'm not, paying, <laughs> I'm not paying these prices. This is outrageous. This is inflation. What's nine plus ten? Forty-one. <laughs> oh, you taught the damn meme. <laughs> Forgot about that. But yeah, lower them prices, folks. Bruce finally runs into Selena again outside some store or something, scares the shit out of her. And he's like, hey, you want to go out to dinner sometime? She's like, oh, I got something later in that day. He's like, all right, well, how about an early dinner? Five, six. She's like, all right, five o'clock. Fuck it. So they had them a little date night. They sit in front of the fireplace and they chilling. She was having an inter- uh, existential crisis inside of herself, trying to. Oh, like, yeah. That's right. Man, she's having a, I guess he even points out she's having like the Norman Bates problem where you got yeah. two personalities going on inside you. And he's like, I'm fucked up too. Let's be <laughs> fucked up together. That's that really was how it was. That's exactly, <laughs> that's how you, cause he's like, hey, look, Bruce want that, he want that Punani, bro. He like, I don't, look, I don't give a fuck. I'm a bat. You a cat. Let me touch the cat. <laughs> and I should give you the bat up in the cat. Goddamn, that's bars. <laughs> Ah, you know you love this show for me. You're so ridiculous. Thank you. They're having their date night. Chris, tell me about this date night. They're over there trying to make small talk, and then they start getting to hot, the hot and heavy. Yeah. And so uh, once they start getting into it, Catwoman is the one that's just like, "We can't do it. Nope, nope." So they both back off and just like, uh, "We shouldn't do this." He well, he originally too. There's a little bit of like he's like, oh shit, because she's like reaching around his side where he the Catwoman stabbed him in the fucking side, and she probably tell you like, ah shit. <laughs> yeah, they're like super both close to exposing each other. Yeah, he, he like pulls up her. Like you said the acid. You see that bubbled up. Yeah, again. that's right. Yeah, they're both about to fucking catch each other's identity. So like, oh, 
And then shit's popping off on TV too. So he's like, yo, I got to go. So he bang out and he tell Alfred, yo, tell her this. And she about to bang out. She's like, oh, I got to go tell Bruce this. And then they both leave. And you get the Batmobile action. He going out there to stop the chaos again. He puts his little shield up and everything. But I don't know how. They never explained this. I guess they just got the technology, folks. But they got a little thing they can press to lower the Batmobile shield. So while he's out whooping ass and everything. Actually, no, he's not whooping ass. He's about to, um, it was, oh, it was something on the TV about, did I, did I write that down? Did I forget to write that down? Let me see. I did forget to write that down. So there's a woman, I think she's called like Snow Princess or some shit. Oh, yeah. And uh, Penguin and one of the little henchmen rolled up on her with the, because at one point during the fight scene, he had like a little homing batarang Batman did and he hit a bunch of dudes with it, and but the dog jumped up and grabbed it. So I guess the dog kept the batarang. And now Penguin's about to use this to frame Batman because he's about to hit the little princess chick upside the head with it. And uh, they were like, oh, we're on TV. Commissioner Gordon was like, oh, we found the Batarang with blood on it. He's like, this is, you know, it's, it's circumstantial, though. You know, we don't know if Batman really did this. They could have plotted to my boy. So that's why Bruce was like, all right, I got to get the fuck out of here. Exactly. Ludicrous, man. So Batman is out there while they're fucking with his car. He goes to say the girly because he sees her up in the little room. But when he gets to the room... Catwoman is there waiting on his ass and they get into a round two. And this is where my other favorite line in this movie comes from. And me and Nanny used to always laugh at this line. It's stupid, but it always made us laugh because she's like fighting him. She's like, oh, I'm so hungry. And he like blocks her punch. He's about to hit her. He's like, eat floor. And slams her ass right first right to the fucking floor. And then he says, high in fiber. (laughs) I was like, I love that line. That was a good line. Sounds like something that uh, Adam West would say back then. Exactly. It was a dad joke. I'm so hungry. Eat floor. Hide fiber. <laughs> Bars. But yeah, they end up, Catwoman, they get into a fight. She gets the girly, the princess up on the ledge. And she's, still, she's standing on the ledge. But it's like, why is she standing there? I don't think she was tied up or forced. Like, just get off the fucking ledge. I never understood. Even as a kid, I never, like, why don't she just get down? It's like, if the Catwoman put her there and fucking, like, had a gun pointed at her or something, it's one thing. But no, she's just standing there like a jackass. And the penguin ends up showing. Um, yeah, it was the penguin showed up, and uh, he made a bunch of bats fly toward her, and the, the bats scare her or whatever the fuck. So she ends up falling to her death, right onto a like Christmas gift box. And then when they light the tree, which is because that's the tree ceremony, they had a bunch of bats fly out of the motherfucking Christmas tree. And of course they put the spotlight. They're like, oh shit, Batman killed her. And uh, I do like. <laughs> I laugh at this too because the police get up there, and even though Batman been that dude this whole time. The police officer, everybody except Commissioner, Commissioner Gordon, the only one that gave him was like some like a chance to be like, be like, hey, look, innocent until proven guilty. The cops run up there and they immediately opened fire on Batman, smoked his ass. And he kids Commissioner Gordon was like, yo, hold the fucking fire. What are y'all doing? That's always been the MO. Like, Commissioner Gordon, the only one that get will uh, treat Batman actually like a like his like uh, partner, like his detective partner, while everybody else is like, fuck this dude. Yeah, fuck was- at him the first you get. It was like even in the Batman that last movie that came out, they had that whole scene where he let him inside the he let him out the room or let him in the room, whatever the fuck happened in that scene. I can't remember if he let him in or out. And then all the police officers him, were trying to get him. He let him into a crime scene, and the commi- I think that uh, uh, Gordon wasn't the commissioner at the time. There was somebody who, uh, above him. He was like, "Oh Why the yeah, fuck man, this is a this is a our may uh, our old mayor. It's a crime scene." But like, he do a better job than you, motherfucker. So might as well let him look in there. Trash. <laughs> Oh, and then, um, that's right, while Batman is making his way to the Batmobile, before that, Catwoman and Penguin have another little you know, talk face-to-face, and Penguin's like, all right, we did it. Time to give me some of that cooch. And she's like, motherfucker, I wouldn't touch you to scratch you. <laughs> and he's like, oh, word? 
So immediately, cue the salty nigga anthem start playing. And he puts the little <laughs> propeller umbrella on her neck. And she starts flying away. He's like, go on, fly to heaven or some shit like that. But she ends up flying into the roof of a greenhouse, which she falls down into. And I guess she's so pissed about all that shit that just happened that she screams and destroys all the glass in the greenhouse. That's Joe, folks. Yeah. But now Batman gets back to his Batmobile, which has been fucking low-jacked with some type of future technology. And I was telling Nita while watching the movie, this is the thing I fear about smart cars. <laughs> Like somebody hacked that Wi-Fi or something and started driving and controlling your car. She actually just watched a movie that I think has that in there from that. Oh, so yeah. That's the type of shit. Like, I don't want that future. I just give me my old school car. That, I don't need your Wi-Fi. That's, that's pretty much what happened in Hardcore Henry. That's true. I forgot about Hardcore Henry. That's right. So like, no, I don't want this future. Just give me my little piece of shit car. You can make a little mm-hmm. electronic shit on the inside, but I don't need no smart shit. Get the fuck out of here. Go tell Lexus to fuck off. I don't even got Lex in the house. <laughs> also but if you're giving out a free tesla i'll take it i mean if you give me the tesla without all that bullshit i might yeah no for free like the maintenance and everything i mean you know i'm it. almost any car for free i'm gonna take that shit <laughs> i ain't gonna front on that one you can be like i got that motherfucking 2020 honda civic or some shit i'll take it i don't give a fuck give me that shit yeah i like gladly get rid of my car i got now and take the free one and get rid of that damn park car payment you fucking crazy but yeah, nah, he's controlling his car like an arcade machine. He got like almost a little, like you play Daytona USA setup or something going. <laughs> and he's purposely making Batman just run into all kind of shit. Batman like unintentionally kills a lot of people in this scene, I'm pretty sure. Because cars are going like exploding all over the place. Again, another accident. Not his fault. That was he a, wasn't this, in control. This one, I guess I'll give you, the, this is Penguin. This ain't bad. So I give this, he, yeah. he couldn't control this one. Accident. He took a long time to find that motherfucking device under the car. You would think the scanners would have said immediately, but maybe they tampered with the scanners. I don't know. But he eventually mm-hmm. does find a little control device under there, and he like bangs the, the bottom of the car open and pulls it out right before it's about to hit an old-ass lady crossing the street. It like stops right on the door. Almost like in the first movie when he was with Vicky Fell and he, the Batmobile's coming, he just said, stop. And it stopped right in front of him. It's almost that same scene again, but it's like, like an old man looking like she's about to shit herself. <laughs> he sees his big-ass tank coming at you. But he got control of the Batman bill again. And the whole time that he'd been out of control, though, Penguin been on the TV in the little screen or whatever, saying all kind of sh- incriminating shit. And at the time, you see Batman, he pulled out a CD and put it in there. It's like, dang, he gonna play some Run DMC while he can't control the car? What the fuck going on here? But no, he was recording that ass. You'll find out later. I knew that was gonna happen. And you know what it happens next? So tell me about it, Nina. No, I knew oh. he was gonna record it. You know I'm saying, tell me about that. What happens, though, with that recording? That's the next part. Oh, I feel like there was 18,000 parts that happened in between that. Nah. Um, <laughs> when he gets back to the lair with, what's his name? Alfred. 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 Um, they decide while he's giving his speech to the public, they decide to like interfere with the broadcast. Yeah. And then Jam they start playing all the shit he was talking about, how the citizens are stupid and gullible. Like a heart from hell. Yeah. And then he does your little... Ficky, ficky. Let's talk about it right now. <laughs> so, as a, as a kid, going to get it out, Chris, before I go hard, what'd you about to say? I was about to say, this is why you don't have those kind of conversations to where you can get incriminated. Never leave a paper trail. Never leave a video trail either. People can screen record your ass nowadays. Mm-hmm. That's why you just don't talk to people like I do. But, back to the scratching, though. Because when he was... You know, taking over the broadcast and playing the shit all because there's he kept playing that heart from hell line over and over again. 
And he has like a little, I don't even know how to explain it, but it's like a CD player, but it doesn't cover the whole top. It just covers the middle and it spins. And at one point, he he's like, I played a heart from hell. He's like, I every heart from hell. Or something like that. He like scratches the CD and it's like, okay, Bruce, I know you got technology. You can't do that. Technically, because like, especially back when this came out, like you ain't scratching no CDs. I don't think that was even a thing back then. You got to have the records because the records have the grooves. You get in the grooves. See, that's where the shame comes from, folks. And that's where the scratch comes from. CD is a fucking laser. <laughs> you're not fuck. You're going to fuck your CD up more than anything else. But he does a little scratch thing. And I was going to say, nowadays, they even have CD turntails, but it's still not scratching the actual CD. It's, it's like a little fake platter up top. I mean, that's how you scratch it that way. All this to say that this is bullshit, <laughs> but it doesn't drive me as crazy now as it did as a kid because you can't technically scratch CDs now, but just not like this. Now I just look at it as that's fucking hilarious because now I'm like, damn, is Batman DJing in his off time? Is this what he down there in the Batcave doing? He's spinning records? DJ Shadow? <laughs> Batman. But he got the Batman soundtrack down there and he's scratching the hell out of it. He's scratching the shit out of Bat Dance right now. Was there a Batman oh. Return soundtrack? I know Prince did, did like the first Batman movie. And then like the third, like Batman Forever had like the R. Kelly song and all that shit on there. I don't know what the fuck Batman and Robin had. I want to do a soundtrack for this though. Kiss huh? my rose. Yeah, that's Batman Forever. Seal. I forgot about Seal. <laughs> was that for Forever or was I'm that? I'm pretty sure uh, that's Batman Forever. So I remember Batman Forever had the song with like Method Man. Or it was like a Wu Tang. So the Batman Forever song, Andrew had that CD. Now I gotta look up Batman Returns soundtrack and see if there's if there even was one. There was oh it just says Danny Elfman, so that's probably just a score. Yeah. Nah, yeah, just so it doesn't have an actual soundtrack. It just has a score. Let's look up Batman Forever yeah. soundtrack. Danny Elfman have this soundtrack, I think, pretty much. So the Batman Forever soundtrack. There's a U2 song. There's a PJ Harvey song. There's a song called Where Are You Now by Brandy. Know that one? Nope. Oh, yeah, uh, I heard of that. Kiss from a Rose by Seal. There you go. Uh, Massive Attack and Tracy Thorne. Eddie Redder. Mazzy Star. The Offspring. The Riddler by Method Man. There you go. That's the song I was thinking of. I know a lot of people that had that soundtrack just because of that song. And the Kiss from a Rose. Like I don't know what the fuck those other ones are. Somebody probably does. Joey, who the fuck are those other people? I think I know who the Prodigy is. Ain't Prodigy the ones that did the smack my bitch up song? Ain't that down? Or am I thinking of somebody uh, else? Mm-hmm. No, fun fact, that's a cool Keith's line that they sampled. The smack my bitch up, that's from Ultra Magnetic MC song. Yeah. Ah. But yeah, back to Batman Returns. Though. I'm just saying, like, you couldn't scratch a record like that, Bruce, or a CD like that, Bruce. You can scratch a record like that. Not no CD like that. It's not as egregious to me now that I'll let it slide. But... There is a line here I do like because like now that Penguin is pretty much, you know, the jig is up, going back down to the sewer, and somebody goes down there and they call him Oswald, and he says, I'm not Oswald. I am a penguin. I am not a human being. I am an animal. <laughs> Which, of course, is a flip of the Elephant Man, the David Lynch movie line. Of course, that was, I'm not an animal. I'm a human being. See, that's what he did, folks. Shot David Lynch. But his plan now, and I think this is something from the Bible, right? Where he's like, he wants to take all the firstborn sons of Gotham and kill them. Ain't that a Bible thing? Where it's like they, the firstborn? Yeah. One, one at the Prince of Egypt. Yes. I, it further proves that all of my Bible knowledge comes from the Prince of Egypt. Because <laughs> that's where I, I know it from. What happened? That and that Supernatural for me. I've never seen Supernatural. Oh. But yeah, I was wild. I was like, that's something from the Bible. I know it's like you kill your firstborn son or something. That's the Prince of Egypt. Season three, two or three is when they actually start the, all the plagues. That, uh, well, actually, they they go through all the all of the um, 
all of the plagues because the apocalypse is about to start happening. Ah. Interesting. This plan seems to come out of nowhere, though. I guess I guess because he was the firstborn son, so he wants to kill the... I don't know. It was random. I guess that was his backup plan. This is the first you're hearing about it, though. I do laugh, though, and it's not supposed to be funny. I don't, probably don't care, though. But one of the henchmen, just to show that not all these people are turbo assholes, one of the henchmen was like, yo, um, that's kind of crazy, right? He's like, that's a lot. <laughs> oh, no, he's, sorry, no, he's like, that's a little, uh, you know, and then Penguin is like, oh, word? Umbrella shotgun blows his ass away, and he's like, no, it's a lot, motherfucker. I know what I'm doing. Get with the plan. That's right. Throw his ass into the water. Mummify him. But we at the Shrek party now. And no, the donkey is not there. Max Shrek is having a party. Everybody's dancing hilariously. There's like a band doing Super Freak mm-hmm. on like the fucking piano and like sax, whatever the fuck they was playing on. Hilarious. Bruce Wayne runs into your boy, and that's where you get the line that Chris said. What do you say, Chris? Yawn. <laughs> he's going on and on about how you're gonna stop Max Shrek, and he's like, "Yeah, no, yawn. I'm done talking to you. We're done now." But he don't give a fuck anyway. He's looking for Selena Kyle, and he finds her, and they do a little dance. And she's like, so uh, what's your plans? He's like, oh, I'm about to pop this motherfucker. She pulls the chopper on. He's like, yo, whoa, 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 whoa. What the fuck? Who you think you are, bro? With these choppers, you ain't going to kill nobody? And I forget how they start talking some more. He talks her down and all this shit. And then they come to find out they slip each other's identity. Because there's a line earlier about some mistletoe that she said to him. But then he drops the same line. And then she drops the response. And they both look at each other like, oh, shit. Also, Batman is really bad at concealing his identity. In these movies especially. Like, this is the second time, because he almost slipped up in the boardroom, too, when she, he saw her, and he was like, we've met before. And yep. she was like, who? Like, Yeah, no, nah, that, that, the Punani is that strong, where it's like, fuck the secret identity. <laughs> I want to fuck. This, is, this has got to be year one Batman, where he don't know what... <laughs> he, He's learning. Don't worry about it. It's only a second. Like, it's movie number two. He's learning. He's getting, he's getting like, used to it. Yeah. He's adjusting. <laughs> and nah, he's like, that's Catwoman. I got the holla, 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 <laughs> But she like, she legit, she like, oh, do we fight now? Like, what what, what happens here? And he's like, nah, look, we're going to do this. And then right when they about to say something, explosion. And the penguin comes in and he's like telling everybody, like, hey, look, while y'all here dancing poorly, which he does say, he's like, I got all y'all kids, all y'all firstborn sons and all that shit. Yo, they about to die. And he's like, yo, and your boy Chip, bring that ass over because he dying too. That ass here, boy. And that's right. He's like, nah. And he's like, no, you don't want to take him. You want to take me. You don't know what that made you mad. Leave my son here. And your boy Penguin is like, you know what? Fuck it. You can live for another day. You bring that ass here. Come sit in my little rubber ducky. And going back down to the zoo. Oh, that does happen all back to back. I was looking at my nose like, does that happen right after? It does. Because this plan... Again, to just show like it came out of nowhere and it gets finished really quick. So it's like kind of a waste of time because Batman immediately stops the kids from being kidnapped. It's like legit the next scene is that he leaves and goes and stops them. And then Penguin is pissed. He's like, all right, you know what? Fuck them all. We're going to kill everybody. So he got a bunch of penguins with rockets strapped to him. Laser beams attached to freaking heads. May as well have been. Because he's doing a whole little war speech to him, and he sends them out. He's like, we're going to send them out, I think, to like the middle of the city and just bomb this motherfucker. And he's sitting in there, and he's like waiting on the countdown. It remind me of Austin Powers, bro. Like, it's when they was doing a little countdown, and they had the dude countdown, even though everything was going crazy around. He's the chick is in there like, five, four, three, two. And like, wait, oh, nope, something's wrong. Is it the National Man of Mystery 91? Say that again? 
Was it International Man of Mystery 1991? That movie came out in 1997, Chris. 97? Why? Why did I think it was 1991? <laughs> nope. That was 90s movie. Well, the first two was 90s movies. The third one was like 2003 or two or some shit. Yeah, 2003. Probably. I know for sure the first and second ones were 97 and 99. We watched the fuck out of them back in the day. The third one I've only seen once. <laughs> yeah. It was a third one. There was a reason why I watched the third one. Same here. It wasn't for the plot. <laughs> what happened over there? Why'd you shake your head at me just now? This is why I don't let you give me the excuse of not remembering things. <laughs> Since I'm just like, why do you just remember that movie? Because it's movie stuff. <laughs> like, like, no, legitimately, Cameron, when I went to go visit, when I visit, when I went to Ohio for work this week, this past week, Cameron was sitting in there and we were watching music videos on the TV and it was a Take It to the House by Trick Daddy and Slip and Slide and all them. And he was like, Yo, what year did this come out? I was like, oh, I think it's like 2001, 2002. I was like, I want to say 2002. He's just like, how the fuck do you know that? I'm like, because I, I was like, when I was in school, when everybody was studying math, I was reading this shit. Like, this is what the fuck I cared about. I didn't care about none of the other stuff. And then he put the um, music trivia. That's all you. Exactly. Like, I know I love music. I can't help it. It's like I know I was. I would. I would legitimately like back. Before, you know, the smartphones and the Wikipedia and all that, when I was bored, I would legit open up my CDs and open the liner notes and just read that shit. Like, I'm not even joking. Like, it would be like, I know who wrote it, who produced it, what, what, what fucking sound studio was it recorded at. Sometimes you'd even have the lyrics in there, and I would just read the lyrics. I did that with the 8701 Usher album. <laughs> there you go. It's like, there was, there was like a meme going around. It was like, you know, before smartphones, and they had a picture of a dude sitting on the toilet reading the back of a shampoo bottle, <laughs> which I've also done before. Like, <laughs> I'm not going to lie. <laughs> but yeah, I would go take me a shit. I have my CD player with me. While I'm taking a shit, I would open the liner notes and I would just read the damn inside the booklet. Bro. Or I would like back when DVDs actually had fucking books in them or something. I would just Hell read yeah. that shit. And, like, or even like when you bought a video game back in the day when they actually had booklets. Like I remember I would uh, I had a copy of Crash Bandicoot 2. I was taking to like probably your house or somewhere. I was going to somebody's house and the car ride I was just in the back reading the fucking booklet. Because a lot of games, that's where you got the story from is they didn't have any. You just read the booklet. So now that's where a lot of that came from. Because <laughs> after that, Cameron, he, it was a put your hands where my eyes can see the Busta Rhymes song. He's like, well, you're that come out. I was like, oh, that's 97. He's like, what the fuck? Because <laughs> he was looking it up as a, he's like, before, he's like, I ain't even finished looking it up before you said the year. Like, I was like, that's an easy one. I remember that one. But yeah, no, that, I do this, folks. That's why my friends always call me the hip hop encyclopedia because I could just tell them shit. They didn't have to look it up. Either. <laughs> I'm a little rusty now because I don't really like sit and read and study and listen to all that shit like I used to. But it's still some of it's there, folks, as you just see. <laughs> but yeah, there you go. I'm a small boy. But <laughs> Education. That's right. Edutainment. Shout out to Kara's one. But the bombs are strapped. Batman somehow off screen. He got to, I guess maybe because he had the frequency to cut him off earlier during the speech he also has the frequency to cut off the penguins because the penguins are being controlled by some type of frequency and he jams it and has them leave the downtown and come all the way back to the zoo and the penguin is pissed but the penguin ain't shit against batman so the penguin gets his ass beat and he ends up going through the roof of the zoo and falls into the water down there mm-hmm. so while that's going on all the penguins also start shooting off rockets and so they're blowing up the zoo as everything is going on batman goes down there just so happens to run into Selena Kyle because she's with Shrek. And I keep, it sounds so weird saying that, but she's with Shrek down there. 
And she's, you know, giving her old little speech. Like, bro, I've been wanting to fuck you up for so long. I'm about to whoop your ass. And he's like, bro, who the fuck are you? He's like, how much money? You want some money or something? Like, what you need, bro? She's like, no, I want you dead is what I want. But then Batman comes down there and he's trying to talk her off. He's like, don't do this. Don't go down this path. We can just go fuck. We can go back to the mansion and you can live with me. And she's like, look, as much as I want to go back to the mansion, get fucked and be rich, I got to kill this motherfucker, bro. And uh, <laughs> I do love that he, t- he rips his mask off very easily even. It's like a wrestling, like a luchador mask. He just ripped the fuck off. And she, <laughs> he tells Selena, he's like, Selena? He's like, you're fired. And he's like, and Bruce, why are you dressed up like Batman? She's like, because he is Batman, you dumbass. <laughs> like, I do love how stupid he was right he's there. He's like, oh, yeah, what? Bow. And he smokes Batman. Batman's body armor is kind of trash. I ain't gonna lie, because he got stabbed by her fingertips at one point. Now he didn't got shot. And it ain't like the first movie where he got shot and he purposely pratfalled to make him think he was dead. Like he's down for a while. Even his I don't know, helmet, I guess you would call it. The fact that he could just rip it. Yeah. Like it's not like he like took it off. It like ripped as a whole. Yeah. And I'm like, um You know the funny thing about that suit, I don't know if it's in your trivia or not, but he could not turn his head legitimately wearing this suit. Uh, it looked like a rubber tire. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's why lots of like when he was looking around, he would do like whole body turns <laughs> and shit. But I remember in an interview they were saying that they kind of liked that because it made Batman. He looked like weird. He's otherworldly. Like he doesn't move like normal people. He's doing all this mm-hmm. weird, goofy shit. I can see that. But that gets fixed in later movies. Don't worry about it. <laughs> right. And uh, also, I feel like that's the problem. Uh, that's what it was here. He. This has got to be like first few years Batman where he's just like. Uh, do, doesn't have the right equipment yet, like he like he should have in his prime. Mm-hmm. He's to, he's starting out and not knowing what the fuck he's doing, and just revealing himself left and right to everybody. He like, man, look, I need Cooch. She right there. She unbassed too. Like, look, we both here. Let's go fuck. Like, why we gotta do all this killing? Let me kill the punani. Come on. But he gets shot, so he down, and so she's like, well, ain't nobody stopping me now. And she's like, hey, look, cats got nine lives, baby. She's like, I got a f- I lost a few in the battle, you know. I got thrown off some rooftops and shit. But he's like, oh, where? Black out, black out, black out. She counts up to like seven, I thought. Yeah, she had set. She said she she was down to seven lives, and then one shot, six. Other shot, five. One more shot, four. Then one more shot, two, three. Then then another shot, two. And well, well, actually, no. She gets to him, and he she said she had two left, and then that's when she shocks him. Yeah, I was wondering. I couldn't remember the math. I was like, wait, does that mean she has no lives left? Or what the fuck happened here? I remember I missed. I'm not good with numbers. Unless I'm thinking about years. One life left, I guess. So she got one. So she does. She got one life. Okay. And she, and she used. Oh, I guess she has one on top of her normal one. I guess maybe that's how it works. Because she's about to lose one here. Because she gets that taser. And she gives him a taser kiss. And I always wonder. I, I wondered, like, how did she survive this? But I noticed something here this time. I'm not an electrician, folks. I work with tech, but I'm not an electrician. <laughs> but when she does the kiss... She reaches up and grabs the little fucking rubber piece. I wonder, did she ground herself? And that's why she didn't die. Mm-hmm. Somebody that works with electricity, please tell me if I'm right or not. Because that would make me not as annoyed with this ending. Because it's like, how the fuck did she survive that? And he like looked like a fucking crispy ass mummy or some shit. Batman wakes up and she's gone. He moves the shit around and sees, like I said, he looked like he mummified him. He dead as fuck. And the penguin 
ain't quite dead yet. He rises up from his rise from your grave from Altered Beast fans. If nobody knows what I'm talking about, it's an old Sega Genesis video game. Go play it. Uh, he rises up, and I, oh, and I always laughed at this even as a kid because he reaches for his. He got like his little umbrella stock with like the guns and machine guns and shotguns and knives all that shit. He grabs one, but the one that he grabs, it's like a little. What are those things called with the little, um, the babies on top of the baby carries little things that circle around. What are those called? Uh, um, like the little things where they have the babies where they have like the the furry animals like circling around the top of them. Uh, oh, like above the crib. Yeah. Oh shoot, I know what you're talking about. I can't remember what it's called. Though. I know what you're talking about. I can't remember what it's called. It's a um, whatever it's called. Mobile. Thank Mobile. you. Oh. Yeah, the little that. There you go. That's what his umbrella is. It has like the little animals and it's like going around the sides. And I never noticed until this viewing that because of the subtitles. He goes, "Oh shit." <laughs> I never heard him say that before. He's like, I picked a cute one. And then he's like, well, I'll, I'll, he's like, don't go nowhere. I'll kill you soon, Batman. And he just falls the fuck over. And he's the like, pink, I just need water first. Yes, I just need a cup of fresh cold water. And then plop, falls right on his fucking face. He dead as hell. And some penguins come and they basically just pull his ass into the water, watery grave, and Anita did notice something here. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was cute. that like that the penguins were, like, guiding him down to the mm. water. It was cute. But the, um, I don't know, I guess, what would you call that? A little pulley or whatever? Little... Yeah, the little pulley he was on. When they finally got to the water, they, like, pulled it out from under him so he could float and you could see it. You could see it, it like, get pulled out. <laughs> pulled I out didn't notice it. Him. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny so yeah now the penguin dead so pretty much the movie's for over for the most part he's dead he's that buried at sea i guess you can say bruce is out there trying to find selena he thinks he sees that shadow run across and he's trying to catch her but she ain't there but what is there is one of them little pussy cats and so he gets back in the car with alfred and he says you know merry christmas sir he's like yo merry christmas goodwill to all men and cats i guess <laughs> so they drive off and then your boy gets no breaks because even after he just did all this shit, the fucking bat signal was going off again. So I don't know who's out there now fucking up, but it ain't Batman that looks up at the signal. This time it's Catwoman. And then the movie ends. That was Batman Returns. The return of Batman, whatever you want to call it. So we're going to play promo and we'll be right back to tell you what we thought about this movie. Don't go nowhere, folks. There's so many podcasts out there. How do I find the one for me? For so long, I've searched for podcasts all over, but none of them seem to fit my needs. Where's my Nick Cage Pissing Fire podcast? Where's my monkey tickling? I couldn't find it anywhere until I found everything I learned from movies podcast with Steven Izzy. And now I get to hear about all the monkey tickling I want, baby. So many podcasts out there are all talk and no Congo. That's why I listen to everything I learned from movies. Greatest living actor? Nicolas Cage, of course. That's why I listen to everything I learned from movies. One-liners, plot holes, gratuitous boobies? Fun fact, that's why I listen to everything I learned from movies. See if everything I learned from movies is right for you at E-I-L-F Movies. That's everything I learned from movies on Twitter, Facebook, or Patreon. Free on all the major podcatchers. So, you know what? We always do ladies, but first, but this time especially since you're the one that have never seen this before. Anita, what'd you think about Batman Returns? Wait, I have some good trivia. Oh, let's art. Right, okay. Let, give it to me. Hey, it's not the fun <laughs> Super fun facts. Um, 
Warner Brothers had consistently um, had to consistently submit new Catwoman posters for various cities as many of the bus stop ads were being stolen. Ah. It got so bad that police officers had to patrol bus stops in order to catch perpetrators before they could break the plexiglass containers. Uh, the large-scale Catwoman bus ads are now worth a great deal of money. There's a lot of whacking going on out there, folks. Pretty much, <laughs> I was thinking like people was watching this shit to whack off to it. It was before that. You can't just look it up on your phone. You needed something. There you go. Gave you the bird mm-hmm. one already. David Bowie had previously been considered to play the role of Joker in Batman 1989. Oh. Was the first choice for the part of Max Shrek before mm. Christopher Walken was cast. Bowie turned down the role in favor of Twin Peaks. Hey. Higher Walk With Me in 1992. In addition, the role of Max Zorin in A View to Kill in 1985. Ooh, that's a James Bond movie. Also, also played Walken. by Christopher Walken, yes, was initially offered to Bowie. Him and Grace Jones. That would have been David Bowie and Grace Jones. That would have been wild. But no, David Bowie doing Twin Peaks, does it feels more aesthetically of what he would do. But it was not a smart move because that movie made no money compared to this. Oh. <laughs> Twin Peaks Firewalk with me was a bomb. Sometimes you do things for the love, not for the money. He's barely in that movie, too. That is a small oh. ass part. It you'll is. see it. You'll know. You'll know in time. Oops. <laughs> Um, oh, you did the Elephant Man one already. Okay. Yes. Uh, Oswald Cobblepot, the baby um, who will grow up to become the penguin, fights a cat, fights with a cat in the first film, in the film's opening scene, foreshadowing his later um, relationship with Catwoman. Yeah, he didn't put it together, but that's true. I thought he ate it. That's probably. I thought he ate it too. Okay, I didn't. I didn't realize he was just fighting it. Hey, whatever. I thought those were cute. There you go. Um, but I like the movie. Yeah. I thought it was entertaining. Okay. Um, Michelle Pfeiffer, like I said, was the best part. She did a really good job. She looked amazing. Mm. I get stealing the bus stop post. <laughs> like I'm like, yeah, I got it. Like the suit looked great on her. The suit was really good. Um, I liked how sassy her character was. Mm. Uh, Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton. He was solid. He's just there. Yeah. No, I mean, he wasn't just there, but he was good. I feel like... This Batman is personality wise is not <laughs> a lot of personality as a character, so it. I don't know. I guess to me, in my mind, it's kind of hard to mess him up. Um, Storyline was entertaining. Penguin was creepy and gross. The like oh. black mouth was really gross. It's probably the <laughs> grossest part to me. <laughs> the black mouth. Yeah, his mouth and his teeth were all black. It was really. You gross. got a nice little zoom in at one point too. He's like, Aah! yeah, he right in that mouth. Ugh. Yeah. Um, and I loved his like body shape, whatever like body suit they had him Prostate in. And his suit. like back was like flat, but you could see like the little outline of his butt. Yeah. What <laughs> a cracking. It was funny. Like, you mean to tell me you want us to advertise this for a Happy Meal? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> or even to run for mayor. Like, this is not like, no offense, but this is not the person that I want to entrust. <laughs> to run a whole city um yeah i don't know i i liked it it was entertaining i would uh i'm a little stuck between a five and a six. Ooh, i, I like it that's kind of low though i i mean let's do you think that's low for i thought the way you was talking about, i liked it and that was a five or six like whoa oh. that was a flip i mean i liked it 
I wouldn't say like I'm like rushing to watch it again. You know, that's usually how I rate things yeah. is if I want to watch something again. Mm-hmm. But I think I would go. With, I think I could confidently go with a six. Six. Yeah. All right. Well, Chris, what's up with you? What do you think about Batman Returns? Me? Uh, I actually do enjoy this movie. It's uh, been a while since I had seen it before. Like, mm-hmm. I thought uh, I had so much fun with the. I, I figured it was going to be uh, the innuendo so so much, and then like all the all the funny, uh, all the the cast was uh, was awesome. Like they were uh, like Michelle Pfeiffer stole the show pretty much. Yeah, all in could have been a good. There. It could have been a good thing or a bad thing, uh, depending on how, how uh, later on in life how that went. <laughs> but um, Michael Keaton as Batman is yeah, right. He's just he's he's above average. That's about all I can say. He's just all right. I feel like I don't I don't know. I it just felt like a a, a, a carbon copy of what like what like movie uh, superhero movies were doing back then mm. and. For the most part, it wasn't bad. It's something I put on in the background, like at Christmas time. Mm-hmm. Give it an eight. An eight. All right. Batman Returns of the four original Batman movies was probably I don't. It was honestly probably my least favorite of the four. I don't know. It's been so long. I I can say flat out the first one's the best one. I ain't that ain't gonna change. And you have to watch yeah. the rest of them and see exactly where they fall. But this is definitely a step down from the original movie for sure. The, mm-hmm. the big thing here, that's the biggest step down for me, is the plot. It's just not as interesting as that first original movie. It's just it's Jack Nichols being crazy as fuck is always going to be entertaining. You don't it get is. that much entertainment here. It's just weird. It's just it's a, a dour-ass movie. <laughs> exactly. But, you know, I like, I love cat, like you said, Catwoman's the best part. And that's why she's in so much of the fucking movie. I love all the sexual innuendos that I picked, didn't pick up on as a kid. It's hilarious to me now. Mm-hmm. I love Michael Keaton scratching CDs now. That's hilarious to me. Mm-hmm. You know the thing about this movie, though, and I say this all the time. People are like, oh, my God, he always says that, but it is true. It's too fucking long. There's, there's parts where it drags. It's not a lot, but it's definitely draggy parts. Or like I was saying with the before, it's like the whole plot with the firstborn son thing like comes and goes so fast. It's like, why even bother? We could have just had him pissed off and say, I'm going to kill everybody in town. We didn't even have to do all that extra shit now. We could have left, left the Prince of Egypt with the Prince of Egypt or something. We ain't got to do all that. There's definitely, it's just trimming you can do. And it's not, I mean, there's action. It's not a lot of it. It's like you would think for a mm. Batman movie. And, he, and then most of it, and the action he does, it all looks the same. He's fighting fucking clown people and he's fighting them in the street. So it looks the same every time he does the shit. Yeah. No, I guess it's, it's just it's a lesser sequel, pretty much is the best way to put it. And that's why I didn't get a whole lot of play. Even as a kid, like I, even the video games for this movie weren't great. Like the video game that came out on like Sega Genesis for the original Batman movie, I, felt like I played the shit out of that. The Batman Returns video game on Sega Genesis was, where's, which one was it this button? That shit is a, a two pack of ass. Thank you, Joe. Damn. And the Sega <laughs> CD version, even though it had the nice little graphics and the driving sequences also. That shit is a, a two pack of ass. But the Super Nintendo beat him up fucking Batman Returns game, no. That was the one. Of course. They, if you, you turn anything into a beat-em-up, it works. It was hard. I will say that, but it was it was, it was was good, though. But the movie itself, it's, it's fine. I mean, compared to a lot of shit nowadays, I'd rather watch this than some of the newer comic movies, I will say that. Um, I'm kind of between two numbers, and I don't... Uh, uh, no, I'm trying to see if I can bump it up to the higher one. I'm trying to. Th- I'm thinking about it. I'm talking through it, but it's looking like it might get the lower number. 
And I just thinking about it in the future, like whenever we inevitably do the other Batman movies, I mm-hmm. know this is gonna be my least favorite one. You gotta put it in the right place. I gotta do it. I think I gotta give it a six too. It's Ooh. between a six and a seven. If it was twenty minutes shorter, <laughs> had better action, and mm-hmm. a more interesting plot, I could probably give it a seven. But for now, take that six and keep it pushing, Batman. He will return at some point. But until then, yeah, nah. So I think so far, going by the rankings, the best movie for me and Chris was Scrooged, and Anita's mm-hmm. was This Christmas. <laughs> that makes sense. Actually, yeah, that actually, if I'm thinking about it for this month, which one was better, I would have to say I enjoyed Scrooge better. So Oh, you did give them both eights. That's true, yeah. Wait a minute. I, I, I gave them both eight? You gave this and Scrooge both eight, yeah. Yeah, fuck it. Give this shit a seven. Oh, you dropping it? Okay. Yeah, the, 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 it doesn't hold a candle to, to something, something like Scrooge. There you go. Yeah, like I said, if it just had more action, more interesting plot and shit, it would be. I don't know, it might have been better. It wasn't horrible. No, that's why I got a six. It's cool. Yeah. It wasn't horrible. It wasn't horrible. It was just guy literally cut and paste the superhero movie like it, like that. But they it, it in a time where it wasn't like that. There wasn't that many of those back in the day. So. I just said this, and I know it probably might make some people mad, but it's like it's times where you got a real Tim Burns ass in, and this was one of them. <laughs> Bring Sam Ham back on that screenplay, motherfucker, because he needed to be here. <laughs> well, that's Batman Returns. But before we move on any further, I got to give you some black history, because I got some black history flashcards for that ass from the Urban Intellectuals. And this is the new deck still. We're all about Afro, Latino, and the Caribbean. And now I'm going to tell you a little something about Raymond Carillo. Born March 7th, 1906, and he passed December 20th, 1956. He was a neuroscientist in Argentina. Academic, public health advocate, neurosurgeon, neurobiologist, and physician. He was that dude. Mm. He became Argentina's first minister of health in 1949, a position he held until 1954. In 1929, Carrillo held, or received a gold medal upon graduating with his medical degree because, medical degree because he was the best student in his class. He was considered a pioneer in brain cell research, which he conducted during the 1930s and 1940s. As a neurobiologist, he developed uh, tomography, uh, tomography, I've never heard that word before, and described symptoms of several diseases such as Carrillo's disease. In 1942, Carrillo became the University of Buenos Aires Chair of Neurosurgery and advocated for a widely used diagnostic and statistical manual for mental diseases. In 2005, the Argentine government declared that all of 2006 will be known as the Year of Honor to Ramon Carrillo. There you go. Black history for that ass. An advocate for brain health. That's right. So I have no fucking idea what we're going to do next week because I'm going to just go ahead and just give you the short version. My job threw me into some shit the extreme last minute. I'm, I'll just throw it out there now as we're not going to be able to do it because of scheduling and the holidays being next week and everything. But we were going to record with Stephen Izzy. We were going to do Roadhouse. We were going to have a Patrick Swayze Christmas. Probably can't do that now because we're even recording this super past the day we normally do this. I just wanted to get it out there. So I have no fucking idea what we're doing next week. I don't have the slightest clue. I, suggestions for anybody. Or we can just figure it out later. I don't know. Medea's Christmas. Oh, I didn't ask you. No. <laughs> um, I went from here to Ohio, back here. Well, actually, no. If you want to count connecting flights, motherfucker, I was like, I went from here to where did I go? Chicago to Ohio, and then from Ohio to Phoenix, back to California, and then I slept for three hours, then woke back up and went from here to Phoenix, 
and then from Phoenix back here. And that's where I posted the picture. I, was, I had to edit the fucking podcast at the airport because I put it up late because I've been doing all this flying. I was fucking tired. <laughs> and there was stuff I wanted to do this weekend. I'm like, we got to get it in. Like I said, we got ornaments and Christmas gifts and art. Our, yeah, Christmas gifts and decorations. Like stuff we had planned that we didn't get to do. We went to go see Christmas lights and all that. Went out to dinner yesterday. All stuff we had planned had to get moved a little bit because of that damn flight. So schedule got fucked. So I'm sorry if you're listening to Stephen Izzy. I will catch y'all though for sure. We, we going to do Roadhouse at some point. I ain't never seen it. I'm waiting on y'all. We just had to prolong it a little bit longer. Where they going to find you at though, Chris? Uh, you can find me on Rx. Rx. At uh, Chris Cross 0018. You can find me on um, Facebook at Chris Smith. And you can find me on uh, Instagram at CSmith0018. Threads is the same thing. There it is. Anita is out there like the truth, like always. <laughs> Just find her. Nobody wishing cancer on her either. I'm going to fuck y'all up. <laughs> if you want to follow the show, you can do so on X. Or Twitter at capital H, capital V, capital H, capital P, lowercase I cast, HVH podcast on X. You can uh, follow us on Instagram at Home Video Hustle Podcast, Facebook at Home Video Hustle, YouTube at Home Video Hustle. And if you want to help support the show, you can do so at patreon.com slash Home Video Hustle. And we can help support the show with three different tiers $1 tier, $3 tier, whatever the fuck you want to give us tier. You can have us watch movies, get bonus episodes, get full video recordings of the podcast. I'm recording one right now. It's usually a lot longer than the main episode because we record early before we even hit record. So if you want to be a voyeur, as Mike Backford likes to call it, you can get on Patreon and do all that shit. And come back next week where we review something Christmas related. Don't know what it will be yet. So until next time, I think I just got one more thing to say. I'm Brent. Chris. Anita. She didn't forget this time, folks. You know, I saw me. We actually watched a little trailer for Yu Yu Hakusho on Netflix. You know, I I haven't seen the whole anime. I've seen like ten episodes. But I did like it, so maybe I'll watch that one. I, I watched ten episodes and I, I was like, this is all right. I'm. It may do it better for me than they did on the anime. So I decided to watch it, and for the most part, I liked it. Okay, well, like I said, maybe we'll get that in. Cause I do that one. I kind of have an interest in. Oh, Anita, real fast too. Don't get super detailed if you don't want to. But you just watched that new movie on Netflix. Give a fast ass review for it if you. Want. Oh shoot, what was it called? I forgot. Like leave the world behind or something like that. Yeah. Like it was. It was good until the end. I was enjoyed. The acting was great. I was intrigued and waiting. I mean, you kind of know what's gonna happen, but you think they're gonna give you something more. They don't. Um, but I enjoyed it. I, uh, I would give it a five. A five. So not as good as Batman Returns. No. <laughs> the ending left me unsatisfied. There you go. We don't like to be left unsatisfied. <laughs> yeah. I will say the last episode of Yu Yu Hockey Show, it, was, uh, it went on a little too long. I hate when that happens. Well, maybe we'll find out one day because I ain't got no problem watching that one. But... I think I don't know I know you do want to do Blue Beetle and we got to watch that Twin Peaks movie at some point so Patreon episodes are coming don't worry folks when I ain't flying all over the country we can sit here and record something but yeah Yeah. until next time we figure out what the fuck we watching in the month in the year in the Christmas hustle peace peace Christmas bells are ringing